what is up and welcome to another goddamn NFL podcast. Uh, we're here week four of what has been one of the craziest starts to an NFL season that I can remember as of late. Now I feel like a lot of the things that are happening uh, in these first couple weeks happened in the middle of the season last year. Um, so I still have to say I went 9-7 and seven last week, uh, which brings my season total to I believe it's 26-21-1. Uh, um, I'll have to check the numbers on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what I'm at. A uh, little bit of a rough start here, but we'll see what happens. You know, week four, we're definitely going to see teams settle in a little more. Although there's a lot of teams have some pretty lengthy injury reports uh, heading into this week. So uh, there could be some upsets. There could be some surprises. Uh, let's start with the Thursday night game. The Bengals with the win over the Dolphins. I uh, picked the Dolphins to win that game, so I'm starting off with the own one in the hole. Uh, obviously, the whole focus of that has been about Tua Tagovailoa and personally I would say don't let him come back the rest of the year uh it's just like I understand the culture behind his football the rough and all that kind of stuff but uh seeing his hands do that was extremely concerning and something that you don't ever want to see anybody do in real life and we all saw it on national television that was crazy as shit uh so hopefully you know, they're going to take this seriously. And I say this because it seems like the Dolphins are already trying to downplay everything. Uh, even though they fired, you know, that guy, whoever cleared him on the testing or whatever from the Sunday. Uh, but either way, I think he should take the rest of the year off, just not play any more games. Uh, once he went out, you know, it's kind of, we know how backup quarterback he can be sometimes. Uh, but we'll see what happens with Dolphins going forward. And I say that because they still have a really stacked offense. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how they carry themselves uh, without Tua for at least the next you know, few weeks. And like I said, hopefully the rest of the year. Anyway, let's get to the uh, latter side of things and get in on these picks. First up, we got the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cooper Rush, he has been kind of a surprise in the two games that he started so far, at least for me personally. Uh, I would not have actually called him to beat Cincinnati or the New York Giants, considering how the Giants have been playing. Uh, it's one of those things. <clears throat> I'm not sure that it's so much he's a great player as much as it is great plays have been made on the field uh, by the people catching the balls a lot of the time. Um, but he has been pretty much mistake-free for the most part. He's got two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has been pretty much a non-factor this year, uh, as he has been in the last few years. And the Commanders... Uh, their offensive line is bad, and their defense is also just really horrible right now. Uh, sorry, Mike was a little late from there. Anyway, Carson Wentz got sacked, I think, nine times in the game last week. So that's not a good sign for them. Uh, if you saw that ridiculous clip with Michael Irvin, and we all know that the Dallas Cowboys have that finger-looking good defensive line, I think they're going to get after Wentz. I don't think the Washington offense is really going to be able to get much of anything going. Uh, Cowboys are going to win this one. Next up, we got the Saints and the Vikings. Uh, the first game was kind of a major player missing. Jameis Winston not going to make it for this one. Alvin Kamara also listed as questionable, uh, but we know for sure Jameis is going to be in. Andy Dalton's going to be starting, so it could be interesting. Oh, Michael Thomas also going to be out. Um, so I would say it's be interesting to see how Andy Dalton does, but I don't think that uh, with Michael Thomas being out, Alvin Kamara being questionable, which I'd be surprised if he played, 
Jarvis Lange being questionable. Uh, I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be able to get much done. Uh, and more so, I think it's just it's going to be hard for them to put points on the board. Whereas I think it's going to be a little easier for the Vikings to do that. So I'm going to Minnesota here. Next, we got the Browns and the Falcons. Uh, the Browns kind of surprisingly at 2-1. and one. I say that because they've won a couple tough games so far. Um, especially with, I think, Jacoby Brissett is a quarterback. Uh, I had to double check. Uh, but anyway, um, I expect them to beat Pittsburgh, but not necessarily by so much. Uh, I thought Carolina was going to win that game in week one. They came from behind and won it. Uh, they, of course, gave up that win to New York. Uh, but I, I consider that kind of an anomaly here. Uh, Atlanta coming off a big win for them. Um, this game is going to be played in Atlanta. Uh, Miles Garrett is going to be out. That's going to hurt them, obviously, on the defensive side of things. But... That's where this matchup, to me, is extremely uh, kind of lopsided. Um, I feel that the Cleveland defense, even with Miles Garrett being out, uh, they're just going to be able to get in the backfield a lot, put a lot of pressure on them. Um, their offense is kind of stalled out right now, but Nick Chubb, I think, is going to be able to put in work, uh, get a bunch of yards. So I think I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one. Next, we got the Seahawks and the Lions. Uh, the Lions... This is going to be a harder game to call. Now, Jared Goff, to me, has been playing more like uh, he was when he was with Sean McVay in, um, in L.A. Uh, and, you know, he had that hand injury and was coming off that. Uh, could just be that he's in much better condition now than he was in that last season when he was there. Uh, and even last season when he was in Detroit for the first year, uh, he could have just, he might just be playing better because he's feeling better. Uh, I think that's a big possibility. Um like I said, you know, he's got 748 yards and seven touchdowns uh, and two interceptions. But still, seven touchdowns to two interceptions, pretty good uh, ratio there. Um, that being said, though, DeAndre Swift is going to be out. Uh, uh, Amon Ross and Brown is also going to be out for this game. That's going to hurt them a lot. Uh, DJ Chark also going to be out. They just have a lot of offensive weapons that's not going to be in for this game. Um, Seattle doesn't really seem like they're going to be missing anybody big. Uh you know, they got Geno Smith in there. Uh, he has seven touchdowns himself. Um, or no, four touchdowns, I'm sorry. 700 yards himself, but four touchdowns. Uh, decent yardage numbers, but you got to get the ball into the end zone. That being said, uh, normally I would pick Detroit for this game, uh, especially since that's where they're playing. But I think I'm going to pick Seattle just because Detroit's going to be missing those guys there. Next, we got the Titans and the Colts. Uh, the Colts coming off a gigantic win against Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, again, one of those things that to me is an anomaly uh, or a trap game, whatever you may, might want to call it. Um, that being said, I think that uh, you know Tennessee is going to pull this one out. I just think that they're the better team overall. Uh, and the biggest thing too, like Indianapolis, their offense has not been clicking at all. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor's only got 286 yards right now. You say, yeah, Derek Henry doesn't have that many, but you know he's coming off that ACL tear, so. I'm cutting some slack this year. Uh, Matt Ryan has been kind of an abomination so far. And that's not to say that they're not going to get it together at some point. But I don't necessarily know that they're going to make it happen against Tennessee here. Uh, so I'm riding with the Titans. Next up, we got the Bears and the Giants. Uh, two surprising 2-1 two and one teams. And to me, Chicago, the more surprising 2-1 team. Justin Fields having an abomination of a year. 297 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions. And they're still 2-1. Uh, I guess that just speaks to the defense. Um, the 
Giants is performing much better. Saquon Barkley's having a great year so far up to this point. Of course, it's still extremely early in the year. Uh, he's going to have to maintain that. We'll see if New York is going to be able to help him do that. Uh, but he's been playing phenomenally so far. Uh, I'm going to go with New York in this one. Uh, David Montgomery is going to be out for Chicago as well. And that the run game has really been the only thing that they've been able to score points with to do anything with, it seems like. So uh, I'm going to have to go with New York. Next, we got the Jaguars and the Eagles. Coming in, this is a tough game to pick. Uh, Jacksonville's started to show some offensive power. Uh, I'm a noted Trevor Lawrence hater, and it's not Trevor Lawrence that I hate. He was the hype behind him like he was the second coming of Messiah. But hey, he's having a great year so far up to this point. Jaguars are 2-1, which is surprising to me. Uh, even more surprising, they put up 38 points against the Chargers last week. Uh, and just embarrass them. They won by four touchdowns total. Uh, they are playing in Philadelphia, which is a serious problem. <laughs> uh, Philadelphia themselves are a serious problem. Uh, you know, everybody came in the season talking about Jalen Hurts, MVP talk, all that kind of stuff. So far, he's been performing up to that level. A.J. Brown has been having a uh, great showing with his new team as well. Uh, I just think that Philadelphia is a better team overall. And it, when I say better team in this case, I think they have more playmakers. They have more ability to have big plays happen and, and to put up the points and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I think Jacksonville could be one of those teams. I just think that they probably need a little more work. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, the rest of this year, uh, they could end up being something really great. Uh, but I'm riding with Philadelphia in that one. Next, we got the Jets and the Steelers. Uh, Zach Wilson coming back. I don't know if I would do that, uh, to be honest with you. Joe Flacco, 900 yards. Five touchdowns and three picks. They're one and two, which isn't necessarily great. Now, I understand they got to focus on the future and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure they want Zach Wilson to get in there and get his reps and all those kinds of things. And the Steelers might actually be a good team this year to do that against. Uh, they're kind of averaging, four, giving up 412 yards on average uh, so far. Most of it, though, to me, is on the ground. This is 142 on the ground, 270 in the air. Uh, the 270 is kind of low. I feel like, you know, a lot of teams these days, they, they average really closer to just over 300 um then again this year has certainly been a different kind of year for the nfl so uh all things being considered i think tj watt being out is really bad for pittsburgh i think it's hurt them a lot i think this jets defense is going to end up coming out and having a uh really good showing i think they're going to want to kind of stunt out for this game um you know they beat cleveland in that come from behind and uh I think that they're going to end up beating Pittsburgh here, too. I'm, I'm actually riding with New York here. Next, we got the Bills and the Ravens. Uh, this is a matchup everybody was super excited about heading into it. Uh, a lot of people were saying, I can't believe this game's an early game at 1 o'clock. I can't believe they didn't flush it to the evening game. Uh, a lot of that kind of chatter. But I don't think this game is going to be as close as a lot of other people do. Uh, Buffalo, as far as I know, not dealing with as many problems as they were last week. I'm, I'm just double checking real quick. Yeah, so they don't have as many issues last week. There are still a bunch of guys who are questionable uh, and a couple guys who are out. But last week it was like their whole secondary wasn't going to be there. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the, the case this week. Um, and I don't think that the Ravens are the team that everybody thinks they are. I think that Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback and he can make super great plays happen. But all around, I just feel like they're not that team. They're not that guy, pal. I'm going Buffalo in this one. And I think it could be a blowout. I think Buffalo is just going to handle it. Next, we got the Chargers and the Texans. Why now that I said that? Anyway, Chargers and Texans. This is next up on the on the docket here. Uh, 
lot of talk about Justin Herbert. Uh, he obviously has really great numbers right now. 900 yards and seven touchdowns with two interceptions. Um, Joey Bosa on the injured reserve. Rayshon Slater on the injured reserve. Keenan Allen's not going to be playing in this game. So the Chargers are very depleted. Uh, again, too, Justin Herbert is really banged up right now. Uh, Houston has been doing a decent job not giving up too many points. Um, the defense has had the ball. The more bigger problem has actually been on the offense. They haven't been able to score. Uh, the only average is 16 points a game. The Chargers right now are giving up 28. So uh, this game, it, it's a divisional game too, I think. You know, no, no, no. Anyway, uh, it, it's a harder game to call. I think I'm just going to go based on numbers, though. I'm going to go with L.A. Uh, the Houston defense has also just been god-awful this year. Even though they haven't been giving up points, they've been giving up a ton of yards uh, in every game. Uh, and on a well-balanced attack, so it's a pretty even number. Uh, giving up an average of 200 yards on the ground a game is not good. Uh, I'm going to end up going with the Chargers here. Next up, we got the Cardinals and the Panthers. Uh, Cardinals are missing uh, a couple players. Yeah, J.J. Watt is questionable. Um, sorry. Yeah, A.J. Green's not going to be playing. Ezekiel Turner's going to be out linebacker. Uh, Rashard Lawrence, defensive tackle, not going to be in there. Uh, other than that, though, they're going to pretty much be at full strength. Uh, this game is going to be in Carolina, which I think must be why uh, Carolina, I think, is a little favored right now. Christian McCaffrey going to be questionable in this game. Um, I just think yeah, they're both 1-2. and two. Uh, Arizona, though, their losses to Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Rams, they beat the Raiders in overtime. Uh, the Panthers have only beat, you know, the Saints. They lost to the Browns and to the Giants, two teams that aren't necessarily world beaters. I would say they're definitely not on the same level as the Rams or the Chiefs. Uh, I'm picking Arizona to win this one. They just have more firepower. Uh, I think better on offense and defense technically. So, go with Arizona. Next, we got the Patriots and the Packers. Uh, this might have been a more exciting game before Mac Jones got hurt. Uh, he's obviously not going to be playing in this one. But beyond that, it's um, you know, New England has been having a lot of trouble on the offensive side of the ball this year, which is something that was being reported in the preseason, uh, but it's kind of coming to fruition here. Um, I wasn't sure if that was going to end up lasting the whole season. They are going to end up gelling coming together a little bit better, but it looks like at least in this week, we're not going to get that opportunity. Uh, we might not get it for the whole season. I imagine Mac Jones is going to be out for a while with that injury. I think it came back to like a high ankle sprain, uh, which could take like a really long time to heal. Uh, a bunch of players listed as questionable on the defensive side of the ball, too. Uh, plus, we know the uh, Aaron Rodgers, so we're going to have to pick Green Bay here. Next, we got the Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, two teams I thought would be in kind of different positions at this point. Denver 2-1 is crazy as hell. Uh, they won like 11-10, I think, last week. Uh, it's an embarrassing score for anybody. Vegas at 0-3 is what surprises me the most. Um... Vegas has got to get get it going. They're playing at home for this game. Um, it just seems to me like... I, I I guess to me the biggest thing is they, they need to score more. Uh, at least the way that the NFL is set up right now. And I said it's because they've been having plenty of 20-point games. Um, 
but 20-point games aren't going to do it in this league right now. you got to yeah, get closer to 30, uh, over 30 a lot of the times, but at least a lot closer to it because that's how a lot of these teams are beating them. Um, there haven't been any gaudy scores in any of these games that the Raiders have played in so far. Uh, obviously, the same with the Broncos. The Broncos' defense has been wasn't saving them, obviously. Um, Russell Wilson and then their guys in offense have really not clicked at all. Uh, I think I'm going to go to Vegas here. I think they're going to end up picking up their first one in the season. Hopefully, that offense is going to start clicking in this one because uh, I kind of kind of had high hopes for them at the beginning of the year. Uh, and I'll, I'll check in with all that around the midpoint, uh, midseason point. But for this game here, I think Vegas is going to pick up the first one. Next Sunday night game, we got the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Uh, a meeting of potentially two Super Bowl teams. Uh, it could happen still. I say this because, of course, we get all caught up in all the things. Of like, oh, look at who's coming up in the, the league. Uh, there's all these different crazy things could be happening. Uh, to me, this is more so about the offense versus defense, the offense of the Chiefs versus defense of the Buccaneers. Uh, that Buccaneers defense only went up nine points a game right now, uh, which is insane. And good for Tampa Bay because they've only been able to score 17 right now. Uh, the Chiefs' defense have been a little more porous, uh, but their offense, to me, has not necessarily been clicking as well as it has been up to this point. Uh, they are still, though, averaging 29 points a game, which is probably a league high, I would think. Uh, if it's not, it's one of the top five, for sure. Uh, but either way, uh, this game going down in Tampa, uh, it's tough to call, like I said, because it, it does come down to that offense versus that defense. At the end of the day, though, I feel like the Chiefs are able to put up more points, and I think that that's what this is really going to come down to. Uh, I guess more so than uh, what I was just talking about. But I, I'd say that because I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be able to score as much. And I don't think it's more so because the Chiefs' defense is really good. I just think that the Buccaneers' offense kind of not hit the stride yet. Uh, you know, there's lots of guys that have been missing from, from their team already. Uh, Mike Evans missed last week. I think he'll be back this week. Julio Jones is listed as questionable. Uh, but I just feel like they've been missing a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball through this early part of the season. Uh, so I'm going to go with Kansas City here. Monday night, we got the Rams and the 49ers, a classic matchup in the regular season. Jimmy G is undefeated against Matt Stafford and Sean McVay. Uh, but this could be the time that they break the curse. It also could not be, though. Uh, <laughs> I'd say that the Rams are missing quite a few players on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, and I'll always point this out because as I say, defense is championships, but with missing defense players, you end up, you know, getting to score more points. Uh, it seems like, you know, they're going to be missing two cornerbacks. Um, that's never a good look. Uh, there are quite a few guys up on the 49ers uh, injury list as well, though. Um, the game that Jimmy G came back, we need to be a little realistic. It was against the Seattle Seahawks, okay? Last week against the Denver Broncos, it was 11 to 10. That was really bad. Uh, and I, I only bring this up because, you know, even towards the end of the year, during the playoffs last year, one of the biggest knocks on Jimmy G was that he just relies on the defense too much. He doesn't make enough plays on his own to kind of push his team towards victory. And I kind of agree with that assessment. Uh, I think we saw that a little more clearly uh, last week when they played Denver. But I think we're going to see it this week, too. I'm picking the Rams. Sean McVay and Matt Stafford combo to get their first win uh, against Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G uh, this Monday night. 
And next Thursday, we've got uh, the first probably stinker Thursday night football game of the year. Uh, the Colts and the Broncos. The stinker, I mean, leading up to it, I don't think anybody is going to think that this game is going to be good. Uh, two kind of teams that are inept. Uh, to me, both inept offenses. I'm not sure how the Colts' defense is right now. I imagine it's not very good, though, because uh, their one win was kind of a fluke win. Uh, they gave up 24 to Jacksonville. They tied Houston, uh, who has not been scoring at all. So uh, I think I'm going to go with Denver here. I don't think – I think it's going to be an ugly game. But I don't think Denver's going to blow them out or anything. But I do think Denver has things working in their favor a little more. I do think that win against uh, Kansas City was kind of an anomaly for Indianapolis. Uh, so I'm picking Denver for next Thursday night. Uh, anyway, that's it for now. As always, if you like what you heard, share and subscribe. And I'll catch you on the video.